0: Around the Jezva is presented by the Bosnian American Institute. BAI's mission is to preserve Bosnian sovereignty through the education and the empowerment of our Bosnian American community. Read more at bhus.org. From BAI, this is Around the Jezva, a show about Bosnia-Herzegovina, the problems of today, and the solutions for its future. I'm your host, Adam Mirza. Joining us today is BAI board member, Amir Ramović. Hey everyone, I'm Amit. Today's episode is about the pollution epidemic in Sarajevo.
1: This past winter, Sarajevo topped the charts as the most polluted city in the world. Smog was reported to be extremely thick, and residents were warned to stay inside for the sake of their health. The recorded pollution levels in Sarajevo were abnormally high, before we tell you the implications of this phenomenon, we kind of have to dive into the science behind pollution itself. Now pollution is measured through something called the air quality index or AQI. This index is composed of five major air pollutants. We're not going to list them all, but the top two that jump out are carbon monoxide and sulfur dioxide.
0: Now mastering the complexity and science behind pollution is difficult and takes many years of studying physics and chemistry. but the AQI is a simple way of giving the public a good indication of how it polluted their air is. You can think of the AQI scale like a football field. At the end zone, you have 0 yards to go for a touchdown. Let's call that our ideal pollution point. Generally speaking, you'd want to be in that sort of 0 to 20 yard line range. As you get further and further away from the end zone, that's when the pollution starts to become more hazardous. The AQI scale works in this way too, except the end zone is 500 yards away. And anything between the 300 to 500 yard line is a scary place to be in. On January
1: 11th, 2020, Sarajevo had a reported AQI level of 489. We weren't anywhere near the end zone. To give you some context on what this AQI level means, on that same day, Delhi India had an AQI level of 358. So comparing Sarajevo's AQI level to Delhi's, you can clearly see that this number is just absurd. Sarajevo has a population of only 350,000 people, that means that the pollution footprint that one person makes in Sarajevo effectively has the same impact that 45 people have in Delhi.
0: Those are some scary stats. Now, the reason why Sarajevo has so much pollution is actually quite unique. It has to do with where Sarajevo is and how the air and pollutants react within Sarajevo. Board trustee Irfan Mirza interviewed Dr. Mohamed Haji Abdic on this topic. Dr. Haji Abdic is a professor from the International University of Sarajevo and the University of Delft. He's currently working with Innova a company based in Bosnia-Herzegovina, and that focuses on giving others the tools and knowledge to provide sustainable development. Essentially, they take science and they consult others on how to use that information for their projects. Dr. Haji Abdić's focus lies in applied physics, specifically around turbulent forces. We interviewed Dr. Haji Abdić back in the summer of 2019.
2: My um, field of interest is uh, mathematical modeling of turbulence. So turbulence is a very... um Interesting phenomena. What we are doing, we are solving very um, uh, difficult equations by computers, and in that way we are simulating turbulent flows. Where turbulence is really important is in the climate. So whoever is trying to predict climate has to deal with turbulence.
0: What Dr. Hajabdić researches is how turbulent forces impact the flow of pollution. Sedev is a very special case, as it's a metropolis that is surrounded by mountains, which limits the airflow that is much needed. That's right. He talks about something called temperature inversion.
2: So, uh, what is the p- particular problem of Sarajevo is that uh, Sarajevo is a valley, and we have one, uh, one phenomenon which makes our uh, atmosphere in uh, Sarajevo uh, really polluted during the winter, and that phenomenon we'll call uh, temperature inversion. So, temperature inversion is a phenomenon when temperature above the ground, uh, temperature of air above the ground, is higher than air close to the ground. So there is, no thermal, uh, there is no buoyancy force which is strong enough to, uh, uh, to mix the, the air. This layer uh, the, can be very thin, like 200-300 meters, which basically means the only layer of air in which you have some motion is uh, just 200 meters thick. And uh, uh, it, it means that everything which is produced in terms of pollutant uh, in that on, on the ground stays in that very thin, uh, very thin uh, layer of air, and that's why concentration of pollution is going very high. And that's that's something which is determined by the orography of the of the terrain of the, the you know the position of Sarajevo, and uh, usually in such situations, there is no wind. And the only motion of the air is due to the temperature difference between the ground and the air above.
1: What he's saying here is that since the air in Sarajevo has restricted wind flow, and the temperature disparity is significant, the pollutants have nowhere to go. We see this occurring when people take a ride on the Sarajevska Zichara, the cable car that takes you to the most spectacular viewpoint of Sarajevo. On any given clear day, you can usually see all of the red roof tiles in Sarajevo's valley. But because of the pollution, you can see how the smog swallows the entire city. In fact, Sarajevo's city authorities even decreased the price of the cable car so that people could breathe
0: the fresh mountain air above the thick layer of smog. We dove into this to figure out what was the root cause for the production of this pollution. The first issue is actually Sarajevo's vehicle emissions. The current road infrastructure causes frequent traffic standstills. Sarajevo wasn't made to support such a dense population in that small of a space. Now, that's also paired with the general age of cars in Sarajevo. Just from walking around, you can tell that most of the cars were made before the 2000s, meaning that the emissions coming from the cars aren't as mindful of the environment.
1: The second portion is the way Bosnians generally heat their homes. With how the economic landscape is formed in Bosnia, a lot of families are left without the means to afford natural gas as a heating source. They end up resorting to the method that isn't as environmentally friendly, coal. Coal is almost entirely made up of carbon, so burning coal unleashes a large amount of carbon dioxide. It also releases compounds of sulfur dioxide, nitrogen oxides, and even methane. These gases just sound familiar to you. They're the same gases that contribute to the AQI
0: score that we mentioned earlier. But the use of coal doesn't just stop at homes either. of itself, as a city, is powered by the use of coal. In a report made by export.gov, a US government institution, Bosnia is said to source 60% of its energy from coal. The other 40% is from hydroelectricity, a much cleaner option by far. And Sarajevo isn't the only city that's dealing with the pollution problem. Other cities in Bosnia face the same issues. Tuzla, Iliaš, and even Zenica have all issued warnings for pollution as well. While we were reading articles and doing research on this topic, there was one question that kept gnawing at our brains. What's being done to prevent this? The answer to that, after the break. Welcome back to Around the Jezva.
1: When we left, we asked the question, what's being done to prevent pollution in Saraivo? How will we solve it? Thankfully, Innova has some ideas around this topic. Here's Dr. Hajabdic with more.
2: What can we do to reduce this high pollution in the future? Some people say, well, let's cut the traffic, and some other people say, well, let's uh, invest into the uh, thermal efficiency of the heating homes. And some other people say, let's, let's forbid uh, the, the use of coal. Uh, what will be a factor that we really don't know. So what we can do, we can, in very cheap, efficient way, we can simulate different scenarios so we can assume there is no call anymore and then we simulate that by using computers so uh, you know you, you don't need to invest much you invest only in a, in a you know in a human capital, in expertise and invest in, into computers because this is very heavy computations you have to have something which is close to supercomputers unfortunately we don't have it but you know we have workstation with let's say 30 40 processors. This is what, this is minimum requirement. Are you saying somehow underlying all of this that look, we've been guessing at, at what works and what doesn't work?
0: This is board trustee Irfan Mirza, by the way
2: and that now you're proposing sort of this more evidence-based or database approach to say, let's go look at the data and that will give us like more realistic information? I think it's very convincing because when we discussed with the uh, people from the uh, city government, uh, they told us the following problem. We, we, we feel or we assume that building, uh, allowing high buildings uh, close to certain areas, in some areas, We will uh, do a harm in a a natural flow circulation in the city but when we when we tell investors look we don't like to have a high building here because we feel or we, we believe this will harm the air circulation that's not strong enough argument But if you scientifically, uh, with the best of your knowledge and expertise, you show the pictures in which actually the consequence of the high building is this and that, you somehow quantitize that. So you say the airflow will be reduced for 25% and that kind of information, then it's much easier to convince investors and also the public. So, uh, you know, uh, it is really important to, uh, to have arguments like that. And then investors also are people who maybe live in the neighborhood. They also have children going in schools in these areas, so they will understand it.
1: Dr. Haji Abdić continues to break down this idea with some concrete examples. He ends up talking about something he calls air traps. These are pockets of pollution that are blocked from following the natural flow of air due to the buildings or unexpected obstacles. In this next clip, he is showing us a rendered model from his laptop. So,
2: this is a picture which, which we, uh, you know, we can analyze. For example, uh, uh, when we get solution, you will see that in some, uh, in some part of the domain, there is a very persistent high level of pollution. We call that pollution trap. So the air is a trap in some areas, so it's kind of recirculating and not going away. And you can have even uh, surrounding areas are cleaned by the wind and the fresh air. These parts can really stay for very long. So what if in that area you have a kindergarten what if in that area you have hospital? What if you, for example, now we have also a, a, a new kindergartens are opening and the people want to start kindergarten, they apply for a permission. And then uh, you don't know if that area is really in, in this pollution trap. So this kind of, of really micro uh, level, it's very useful when you are governing the city. So you can, uh, you know, this is, and up to now, we didn't have any awareness that these pollution traps are existing. So when you show this picture to ordinary people, they understand. So we, we can plot pictures which is uh, um, understandable by ordinary people. Here is a trap. It's like if you, if you drop the ball into the river and you have these cascades, the, the ball will stay. It will not be able to move. Why? Because the, the, the water is recirculating all the time.
1: Now to us, what Dr. Habjabdic suggested sounds like the proactive solution for this issue. You know where the pollution's going before you even build anything. You test your model on the program and then you evaluate the results. You get to answer questions like, is your project going to worsen the pollution? What's my societal impact? Where are the air traps?
0: And this method also benefits business as well. From a business viewpoint, Bosnia is a land full of untapped talent. Slowly but surely, Sarajevo is growing in many industries, and utilizing that talent is a core part of that growth. Growth is great, don't get me wrong here. But we must ask the question, at what cost? If Sarajevo builds 200 buildings to house new businesses, but the buildings are scientifically proven to worsen the pollution, Will our talent want to stay in Sarajevo? I think the answer is quite simple. No. It's the responsibility of the government to protect its citizens. The work that Innova is doing should enable the city of Sarajevo to use this data as a means to help grow responsibly. To create restrictions on new infrastructure and improve the air quality. Without aiming for data-driven results, Sarajevo risks becoming a deserted metropolis. The idea of utilizing data like this is a
1: little out of Bosnian status quo. We need to be strategic in solving the problem. Like we said before, test your ideas first, then invest the capital. But only if you have a clear
0: case that your solution works. I feel that we're lucky. We're lucky that Innova is actively tackling this problem and that the team behind Innova is full of extraordinary people who are passionate about the success of the Bosnian community. In our conversation with Dr. Haji Abdic, he told us what motivated him to work at Innova.
2: I was actually, uh, I, I was a student when I, um, uh, I remember that very well. Uh, I had a professor who came to my university from Imperial College London. It was just after the war and uh, it was, uh, you know, the, 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 there was a huge devastation, not only in material uh, uh, sense, but also in the human capital, a lot of people left, and uh, he was my professor in uh, fluid mechanics. And uh, so there was. It's funny, but for the first time I heard that if you solve a mathematical equation, you can predict the velocity at any point in a classroom. So you just need to solve this equation, and he showed us equation. He said, if you solve this equation, you will know a motion of air in any point in this classroom and for me it was like wow (laughs) because it it looks to me like really powerful and he also told us you don't you don't need to make your hands dirty it's just a computer you just do like you know you're like a real um, you know you you know like a a very noble uh, person you you are not digging anything you just make computer program and, and that's it and uh, for me, it was a very powerful idea because I I knew in that time that there is no chance I can have a big laboratory in Sarajevo, but I I had computer. My parents they bought computer, you know, for five six hundred US dollars in that time. It was big money for us, but I had computer. So it, it was a powerful idea, and I said, well, I want to live in Sarajevo. And if I would stay in Sarajevo, I can do this. I just need computer and, uh, you know, a little bit of, of, of brain. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. So one thing we hear is a lot of um, brain drain from Bosnia. People that are uh, highly educated, very bright, like yourself, they're leaving Bosnia and Herzegovina and sort of not looking back and coming back. You had already left. You were Teaching at the uh, University of Delft, right? In yeah, I was researching there, yeah.
0: And you could come you, you could stay there and probably mm-hmm. look to become a
1: professor
2: mm-hmm. or assistant professor and so on. But yet you chose to come back. That's a very important um, uh, inversion, as you call yeah. it, you know, swimming against the flow, Uzbude, as they say. Why why Oswald, why why would you why did you do that? What was your thinking? Uh, to, to, to be honest, I think what, what what's what drove me to go back is the, the idea that I, I can have much higher impact here than I could have in any other country I would stay. So that was for me a kind of, uh, a, 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 and I would have an impact in society about which I care. So uh, during the war I was in Sarajevo, I, I fought in the Bosnian army defending the city for two and a half years. And uh, I felt kind of that, to, to, to the society and to the country still. I somehow survived, and many of my friends didn't. Uh, and uh, it was kind of a challenge to me to, to come back and to, 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 to change things, to, 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 to make things better than they, they were before, to maybe have influence on other young people. Uh, so I think what people can uh, motivate to come back to Bosnia is kind of challenge. I think society should have that in mind. We have to generate an environment which is challenging for uh, smart people. So we, we tell them, look, uh, if you are smart enough and working hard enough, you, you can do certain things. So it's not easy to live here, but it's not easy to live in Holland as well. Uh, it, 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 it's never—it's it's a big illusion that somewhere else is easy. Uh, it's different kind of problems, but it's never easy. So it's not easy to live here because of the one set of reasons, but it's not easy to live in Holland for another set of reasons. Sure. So if I would invest my energy and my, 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 um, you know, my time and my, my nerves, I prefer to do it here because I care about these people.
0: And Dr. Haji Abdic isn't the only one who puts his heart into the work either. Feti Selajic is a director at Innova who came in towards the end of our conversation. We got to ask him what he'd want people to think of Innova.
2: You know, they would say that we are a company with integrity. Uh, second, that we are a company with ideas. You know, we already have a business running. This is, this is not an issue, you know. We have the business that is being good. Uh, uh, you know, with, with the help of, all, of our team here, we have a good team, a good community inside the company. Uh, what I would like to hear is that we are a company with integrity and a company with ideas because I think really ideas are the things, are, are what, what moves us forward. You know, business is something for now, but ideas is really the future. And in fact, what writes under the name of our com- company is inspired by the future. So we are inspired by a better future.
1: And we hope for a bright and healthy future for all of Bosnia and
0: I'd like to thank Innova for inviting us to speak with them. Special thanks to Dr. Mohamed Haji Adich and Fethi Selajic for giving us their time and insights into their work. Thanks to Irfan Mirza for his fieldwork on this topic. This episode couldn't have been done without him. Amir Amovic was the associate producer and co-host for the show. Hadis Mirza helped with on-site audio. Irhad Shehovic is this episode's audio engineer. Our wonderful music is by Alexandra Woodward. I'm Adam Mirza, and you've been listening to Around the Jezma from BAI.